0: Welcome to my Fashion Stories Box podcast, a podcast about stories in fashion history. I'm Catherine, and I am so glad to welcome you here. Let's discover together interesting facts about fashion and history and fashion history. When we say love, we think about rings, right? Rings being the ultimate love token. Don't we offer an engagement ring when, kneeling, we present a beautiful diamond ring to our beloved while asking her, or him, I already thought I would be the one to propose, to be your wife or husband? And then, at the altar, don't we exchange rings to show that we now belong to each other? But did you ever ask yourself why we were doing that When did it all started? Why did we need to show that we belonged to someone or that someone belonged to us, meaning wasn't on the market anymore? And what was all the meaning behind this small piece of jewelry? As usual, this tradition dates back to the antiquity period. With time, you will notice that our modern society kept so many things from civilizations which died millenniums ago. This ring story started in the Roman Empire. Putting a ring on the finger of a woman at that time was not really a romantic gesture. It was a way to mark ownership on that woman. If you remember my previous podcasts, and if you don't, there is still time to listen to them. The antiquity, starting with the Greeks, wasn't really a great period for women. They had basically no rights, couldn't say anything, and loving them was the sure way to suffering. Roman women would wear rings made of ivory, bone, copper or iron to quote, signify a business contract or to affirm mutual love and obedience, Especially obedience, I guess. Then, gold started to be used as some examples found in the ruins of Pompeii showed. Moreover, ancient Romans would also have launched the tradition of having two engagement rings, one in gold that you would wear in public, and one in a less valued metal to wear at home. In 850, Pope Nicola I would link the engagement ring with a more religious meaning. Indeed, he announced that the engagement rings would from now on represent the intent of a man to marry a woman. This engagement ring should be in gold. We still don't speak about diamond rings as engagement rings. For that, We need to wait for the archduke, Maximilian of Austria, who in 1477 proposed to Mary of Burgundy with an engagement ring featuring diamonds in the shape of a M for Mary. Yes, this is more romantic than the ownership ring of the Roman times. However, at that time, the trend of proposing with a diamond engagement ring didn't really take off. You will need to wait some centuries to see it as a common practice. In the 16th century, the tradition was to offer tumour rings, a ring featuring two or three hoops fitting together to form one ring. After getting engaged, the couple would each wear one part of the ring. And during the wedding ceremony, they would reconnect the hoops to create a unified ring that would be worn by the bride. Hmm wondering why the woman would wear this ring and not the man. Shall we see in it remains of ownership from ancient Rome? Or because women are more faithful than men? The debate is open. In an article I read on L dot com, this would have been what Martin Luther, the guy at the origin of the Protestant religion, would have done when marrying his wife Catherine Bora in 1525. During the Victorian times, engagement rings were mixed diamonds with other gemstones, metals, and enamels. These rings would be crafted in shapes of flowers and were nicknamed posy rings. For centuries, engagement rings were mixing precious metal. And precious gemstones. In the 20s, with the influence of art movements as Art Deco and Art Nouveau, engagement rigs would feature alongside with colored gemstones angled lines along one large stone. This stone could be a diamond, but you could also have an emerald, a sapphire, or a ruby. Diamonds didn't have the monopoly yet. At the beginning of the 30s and the era of the Great Depression which followed the Wall Street Stock Exchange crack in 1929, engagement rings would become simpler and the stones used smaller. An interesting fact to notice is that platinum used to be used for engagement rings until the Second World War. When the war started, platinum was requested to support the war efforts and stopped being used for engagement rings. Platinum is a very rare metal and is said to have more value than gold. During the war, engagement rings were more about featuring designs than stones, stones being expensive and the economy being oriented to support the war with restrictions and coupons being installed for civilian use. You will see rings featuring leaves or flowers and sometimes with very small stones. So. When did this fashion of diamond engagement ring started? Why do we link diamonds with engagement? Is it because of the color of the stone? White? We associate with purity and the purity of the feelings we have? Hmm, well, it really started in 1947 with a marketing campaign. I already can feel your disappointment. No romantic move here? No super cute love story in a rom-com featuring an impossible love but with a happy ending? No. And I am so sorry to break your dreams that way. Diamond engagement rings became a furore with an advertisement campaign by the British company De Beers, which was mining diamonds in South Africa and was looking for a way to increase sales. It was in 1947, right after the Second World War, when the world would enter a certain economic prosperity. Quite cleverly, the Beers partnered with Hollywood stars and under the slogan DIAMOND is forever, sales skyrocketed. Everybody wanted to be a Marilyn Monroe singing DIAMOND's or a girl's best friend in the 1953 movie GENTLEMEN PREFER Blondes," And if you didn't want to be an old-fashioned guy or to have a no when you proposed, you needed to have an engagement diamond ring. This conception we have that only a diamond ring is the right way to show our love, affection, and serious intentions, as well as a certain purchasing power, is quite new and the result of a very well-done marketing campaign. A very famous engagement ring is the one John Fitzgerald Kennedy gave to Jacqueline when he proposed to her in 1953. This ring has been created by Van Cleef and Arpels, featuring an emerald and a diamond framed by leaf-shaped diamonds. And in 1955, when getting engaged to Joe DiMaggio, Marilyn Monroe wore a diamond ring in platinum and featuring 36 baguette cuts diamonds, the public went crazy and a new engagement ring trend was born. You will find different types of cuts when it comes to the cutting of the diamond stone – the emerald cut, the baguette cut and so on. Head up to my blog box for a more detailed explanation on each cut available on the market. Just for you to know, the emerald cut was the fashion for diamond engagement rings until the 60s. I spoke about Marion Monroe's engagement ring in uh, 1955. Another example is Elizabeth Taylor's engagement ring in 1957, offered by a third husband and featuring a 29.4-carat emerald cut diamond designed by Cartier. After the post-war bling-bling, the 60s came back to a more simple cut, even though diamonds were still in fashion. The wish was to show a more modern and simplicity approach. An example of this trend is Hereta Franklin's engagement ring created by Tade White. In 1966, a new trend appeared in the engagement ring fashion, the pear shaped diamond. An example of it is the engagement ring Frank Sinatra offered to Mia Farrow, a 9-carat solitaire diamond ring. And then, back again to Elizabeth Taylor for a fourth engagement, who received a 39.19 carat diamond ring. In the 70s, the trend was more about angular and geometric cuts. People were looking for uniqueness. They didn't really take into consideration the size of the diamond. Nothing surprising from a decade, which is known as the me-decade, the hippie time and the rejection of mainstream. Surfing on this personalization wave and a certain gender equality approach The bride and groom would start to wear matching wedding sets. Jewelers would work on matching wedding bands with your engagement ring and create a matching wedding band for your husband-to-be. However, in the 80s, the diamond engagement ring lost its hegemony. Indeed, in 1982, when getting engaged to Prince Charles, Diana Spencer would choose a sapphire and diamond ring, the sapphire being the biggest stone. She would set a new trend for engagement rings with her choice, making women to prefer colored stones as sapphire, emerald or ruby as in the 20s. As I look at Princess Diana's ring, it reminds me of my mother's engagement ring, also a sapphire and diamonds, but not that big. As my parents got engaged before Lady Diana, I'm sure that my mother's wasn't influenced by this ring. Hmm. Could it be that Lady Day was influenced by My Mother's Choice? Who knows, if there wasn't a kind of communication between London and Tours. Fashion being an eternal cycle and decades usually being the opposite in style of the previous ones, the 80s were all about excesses and volumes. You see it in the outfits of that time, through the padded shoulders, the parachutes and the very voluminous haircuts. And you also see it in the engagement ring sector. Shine bright like a diamond, as sings Ryan. In the 90s, again, back to more simplicity and minimalism, with a single round diamond solitaire with a yellow gold, white gold or even platinum band. An implementing engagement ring of this decade was Victoria Beckham's uh, ring featuring a marquise Ironically, also known as the football-shaped cut. David Beckham being a footballer. I don't know if you see my point. In the 2000s, back to big engagement rings featuring colored diamonds as Jennifer Lopez's pink diamond ring in 2002. The trend was about having a solitaire diamond with small diamonds on the band. Again, shine bright like a diamond. And in the 2010s, back again to colored stone engagement rings influenced by Prince William, proposing to Kate Middleton with his mother's sapphire engagement ring. As we saw, diamond engagement rings are not the only way to show your love and affection, and that you care. Moreover, with consumers being more aware of the way diamonds are extracted, I still remember the 2006 movie Blood Diamond with Leonardo DiCaprio. People are now more and more looking for more ethically sourced and conflict-free options, asking transparency in the supply chains both for diamonds and gold. This leads to a new trend, vintage rings. Going to your local jeweler to ask second-hand options or going to auctions can really be a good idea. To have a unique engagement ring with a unique design and a history behind it. Moreover, in some families, the tradition is to propose with the engagement ring of the mother or grandmother. Just look at the royals. And what about the latest trends in engagement rings? Well. It would be to wear your engagement ring together with your wedding ring, even if they are not from the same gold, meaning yellow gold, white gold or rose gold. Then on the top of wedding band and the engagement ring, women also start to wear milestone rings as a ring offered for the birth of a child. When I was born, my father offered a beautiful emerald ring to my mother. Of course, she won't wear her engagement ring together with her baby birth ring. On occasions, she wears her engagement ring on the top of her wedding band or the emerald ring on the top of her wedding band, completely in ring strand. rings trend. Oh, and by the way, do you know why we wear engagement ring and wedding band on the fourth left finger, also known as the ring finger? Well, again, it comes back to the ancient Romans who thought that this particular finger was directly linked to the heart through the venar amoris or the vein of love. But then it wasn't a rule written in stone, and other fingers could be used to wear the wedding ring. Moreover, this particularity of wearing a ring on the left fourth finger to show that you are engaged seems to be linked with the European society, and more particularly with the Catholic religion. Indeed, Russians would wear the wedding rings on the right fourth fingers, as well as Indians, it seems. Interesting, right? And did you know that depending on which finger and which hand you wear your rings also has a meaning and a hidden message? Head up to my blog, my blog post, and to my Instagram, cat at mymarketingtoolbox, for more information and for more visuals related to diamond engagement rings. And as usual, feel free to share with me your discoveries. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this short fashion story about rings and their meaning. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, to follow me on Instagram and Facebook, and to have a look at my blog to complete the podcast with some visual diaries. I'm Catherine, and this is my Fashion Stories Box podcast, a podcast about stories in fashion history. See you next week for a new Fashion Stories Box.